0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Catholic Halos podcast. I'm Veronica Ambuel, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Colorado Springs, and I'm joined today by Deacon Patrick Jones, who's an award-winning author of Catholic Fiction and the founder of Catholic Halos, and Deacon Doug Flynn, who is the Chancellor and General Counsel for the Diocese. Uh, before we start our discussion today, Deacon Doug, would you lead us in an opening prayer?
1: Certainly. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, and benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus.
0: Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pronobis peccatoribus, nunc in an ora mortis nostrae. Amen. So, uh, being that it's uh, Easter week, we uh, thought we would devote our discussion today to uh the Triduum and um Easter Sunday and uh just various various uh things related to the Easter season um so uh Deacon Doug, you probably were the most active participant in the in the Triduum I'm assuming you were there uh, all three days, did anything jump out at you?
1: Well, one, and this was the uh, one of the biggest blessings, was it? It felt like the church was um, really packed full uh, all three uh, evenings for Holy Thursday and for Good Friday and the veneration of the cross, and then for the Easter vigil, and then even at the uh, Easter Day masses uh, at St. Peter of Monument, we had um eight and ten thirty masses in the church and also over in the gym and all of them were filled so it just it was a very joy-filled triduum and uh, even the more so because it seemed like people had either gotten over or forgotten or been done with any of the uh covid fears that uh, i've i had sensed in years the past few years and and just everyone came together uh, choir was wonderful and it was uh it was just a beautiful and blessed event.
0: Yeah, we um we were at the um Good Friday veneration of the cross and um the church was was definitely full. I think um I was impressed by the number of people who you know brought even young kids um to that. But, I mean just cuz it's not an easy time, you know, 7 in the evening mm-hmm. and it's a, it's an hour and a well, really it was close to 2 hour service uh beca- because of the fact that you have um obviously everybody coming up to venerate the cross and then everybody coming up again to receive communion. So um you know, I I I gave them props for, (laughs) for having the courage to do that. It's, it's, it's not easy. And some of them were definitely, you know, as, as it got to 830, you could tell some of the kids were really ready, ready to be done. But, um, but uh, the other thing too, was that I, uh, our parish in the past, um, I, I don't recall them doing the, uh, Tenebrae services, uh, but, They, uh, that um, happened this year and someone was remarking to me that, you know, how, how beautiful and peaceful they felt, you know, um, uh, with, with the kind of the, the chanting um, back and forth between um, the, you know, the priest and then some, I think some of the seminarians and things like that all, all took a part. And, um, you know, to your point, Deacon Doug, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, that I think went until 1030 or 11 and, um, you know, people stayed for that. And, and, uh, so it seems like people are willing to, um, Willing to participate in things more, maybe, than they had been these last few years, I'd say.
1: Well, and remind me, uh, Veronica, what the tenant, when and what the tenebrae services are, because if they had them at my parish, they didn't invite me.
0: <laughs> well, okay, I, I, I have to confess, I don't know a lot about it, but. Um,
2: I can jump in here if you'd oh, like. Oh yeah,
0: yes. Thanks, 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 <laughs> Deacon, Deacon. Deacon. Deacon Patrick. <laughs> or we can
2: leave you uncomfortable in the hot seat. That's fun too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the the tenebrae is Latin for evening, night, um, and uh, during the triduum, uh, it's uh, the it's matins, night prayer. Um, and laudate morning prayer prayed together in anticipation of the next day of the triduum uh so getting to uh the the catholic math um which okay our faith is 3 in 1 trinity one god three persons in one god so 3 times 1 is 3 wait wait one There's three in one and my brain just, uh, showed how, how uh, Catholic math works. (laughs) It'll mess it up if you try to do the carnal math with it. Um, and the triduum works very similarly. Triduum meaning three, uh, it's one liturgy over three days. Uh, and so, um, no wonder the little babies were tired when they came. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. They they <laughs> the,
0: it wasn't just a one-shot deal. They had been through a lot already. <laughs> yeah, especially if they went to uh the uh the chrism mass as well. But anyway.
2: And so it's um I, I don't know. I know Corpus Christi uh has done it for a few years, uh and they've been expanding it uh, each year. Um and The, I don't know, did they do it in Latin, uh, Veronica?
0: Yes, I I wasn't there myself, but the person I was speaking to, yes, she said that they were chanting in in Latin. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it, it, um, I I don't think it's something, my understanding is that the congregation is not really participating because.
2: Well, they're participating Silently, and R- and right. there's a vast um, Latin, and especially a chanted Latin is stunningly easy to enter into and uh, experience pray prayerfully, uh, and just let wash over you and you flow along with it, um, and so then of course the the Triduum ends uh, Holy Saturday as you enter into the church um, with it being dark and then uh, the Easter fire is lit and brought in and that light spreads through the whole church. And that's the moment of resurrection uh, that happens um, depending on what time the, the uh, mass is. Uh, But it happens at night, Saturday night into Sunday morning. Um, and my family likes to joke that the the Protestants think they have it. Uh, they're they're out early with their sun, Sunday Easter sunrise services, uh, and uh, the Resurrections already happened at uh, High Mass, the highest Mass of the year, Holy Saturday into Easter Sunday, uh, culminating the Triduum which easter sunday is the first day of you'd mentioned holy week or not holy week easter week veronica and in catholic math a week is 8 days uh sunday easter sunday through the second sunday of easter um and uh so that's known as easter octave or easter week and so um that's 8 days But it's one day, it's one solemnity, and uh, it's the one known Friday in the liturgical year where it's going to be a solemnity. And so we don't need to um, abstain from meat. Uh, And that's all part of the amazing, it's the highest mass. It's eight days in one day, one day. Over eight days.
1: <laughs> so, so make, let me make sure I understand, Patrick. The important thing takeaway for me is that I don't have to peel the pepperoni off my pizza this Friday.
2: That's, that, that's the takeaway for you, Doug. Sweet. Yeah, for
1: everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're still praying the same uh, morning and evening prayers every day.
0: <laughs> well, and it, it, yes. And, and, uh, we, we, uh, recite, recite or sing, I guess, depending on where you're at, um, the Gloria, each one of those days at mass, whereas, uh, normally we would only do that on, on Sunday as well. So yeah, there's a lot of things that, that, um, are, are unique to that week, but Deacon Patrick, I did want to go back to something that you were talking about regarding, um, the true to them because I, I, someone posted something on Twitter uh, saying that if Jesus was in the tomb for three days, then why do we celebrate Easter on Sunday? So, um, and, and the explanation that I have seen is that Jesus rose early on, on Sunday morning. Right, because Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. On so the three day, three mm-hmm. full. Fo- yes, it's
2: not. It's not twenty four hours times three.
0: Right. Yeah. And and so um you know I I just thought that was interesting and and I it seems like it um is largely tied into actually the Jewish way of of marking time you know um, that so so for example um we we know that in the account of Jesus's passion that um it's it states that they were in a, in a hurry to um have the, those being crucified um be dead before sundown right because that's when passover began
2: right that's why they were cracking legs
0: yeah yeah so Um, they, the, the Passover went from Friday at sundown, apparently until, um, until Saturday evening. So it's just, it's just, um, it's, it, I could see why people on the face of it would wonder why, why do we say Jesus was in the tomb for three days? But, um. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, the the it's the- kind of
2: like those novenas that are fifty-four day novenas. <laughs> and, and wait, novena means nine, so <laughs> <laughs> it's wait nine times what is fifty-four nine? Six times nine? Okay, that's three trinities times nine okay now we're at 54 <laughs> Catholic math is everywhere
0: <laughs> well I, I think um, uh, it, it was it was nice t- I, I did appreciate the fact that um, well I I shouldn't say appreciate but uh, I uh, was happy to see that on Easter Sunday, um, at least at my parish, they eliminated the Sunday evening mass, you know, because I could certainly tell how, how tired everyone was <laughs> on, on the Sunday morning. And I, and I thought, oh, thank I'm so glad that, that, uh, I mean, e- even though it may have been an inconvenience in some respects, but, um, you know, going back to just kind of the, the um, the intense effort that goes into the triduum, um, I, I know, I know that the the priests were very tired because again they had been staying up late into the evening to do this tenebrae. Apparently, each time, uh, you know, so Thursday, <laughs> well, I think actually, yeah, Thursday and Friday, and then um, the obviously the Easter Vigil Mass. So it's not it's not for the faint of heart. That's to be sure. <laughs> Well, well, another
1: beautiful- thing was, you go, go ahead. The, the other thing that was beautiful at our um, Easter vigil was we had almost twenty uh, people baptized and half of that uh, receiving confirmation. So, on the one hand, yes, uh, the children get a little antsy uh, waiting for all of the uh, the liturgy to to go on, but two, it was just it was a beautiful blessing, and by the end, most of the kids were asleep, so it was quieter.
2: They're at home because they're with their uh, parents, so
0: <laughs>
2: they they sack right out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it it is uh, amazing to see uh, all that we um we sent out an invitation to all the parishes. We, being the Herald newspaper, sent an invite sent invitations out to all the parishes, asking them to send us. Um, photos from the Triduum and from, uh, you know, Easter Sunday and, and, uh, quite a few of them included, um, pictures of, of people being baptized, uh, both adults and children. And it's always, it always amazes me because, um, you get such a, a variety of people, you know, it, it kind of makes me want to learn their backstory, you know, like, mm-hmm. how did you get to this point? Um, because and and this is, uh, it, it's just so interesting to me. I mean, some of them, you know, are, are, are maybe in their sixties, maybe even even in their seventies, and you just would like to know, um, what what led you to want to be received into the church at this point in your life. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure it would be. Uh, A great story. So um, someday, when I have more time, I'll chase these things down. But um, but yeah, it was it was great to see the variety of people that were received into the church and. um...
2: And the church prays for them and the rest of their lives, and thus us also, uh, as part of the um, liturgy of the hours. The prayer is for the catechumens who came into the church and that the gifts they received, um, that they may embrace them throughout their lives and that they may be a gift in the church um, for the church and part of the church. And so that's um, one of the things that struck me with the question you mentioned from Twitter about, uh, well, how is it three days, is one of the gifts of Easter tide, which goes, it's our feast season is longer than our fast season each time. And the reason is God's a God of a wild abundance. And, um, we fallen humans tend to try to make Christ in our image, just like we try to count three days in our image, (laughs) Um, and just as, uh, the Jews who proclaimed Jesus, their King on Palm Sunday, uh, then turned around and crucified him, uh, cause he didn't live up to what they thought a King should be made Jesus in their image instead of themselves into Christ's image, um, we're called to get to know who Christ is throughout this whole Easter tide. And that's, uh, goes between now and Pentecost. And, um, that's 50 days, uh, instead of 40 days for Lent. And so mystically speaking, the readings that we get reveal to us, here's who we're called to be. Here's the risen Christ. Here's the King. And we need to let go of our carnal expectations and embrace the gifts God's given us uh, as and the gift God has given us in his son, fully human, fully divine, because God's answer is beyond all that we can imagine.
0: Well, Deacon Patrick, as you were talking about abundance, um... What what popped into my head was uh, this upcoming uh, Divine Feast of Divine Mercy Sunday, because um, and I have to say it's not uh, um, it's it's not a devotion that I myself have have practiced very much over the years, but um, reading reading the description of the graces that are available. Um and uh unfortunately we didn't start, you know, we didn't have this discussion before the Divine Mercy novena began on Good Friday. But anyway, um the
2: You can do a nine hour novena if you want to. That that's another version of Catholic math.
0: <laughs> well yeah, that, that the, the, the to cram it in, but no, but um they it it's actually um if you um you know observe the uh the requirements for lack of a better word um, and you know which include you know going to confession beforehand um, and then you know on divine mercy sunday it's it's actually almost like a reset back to the state of your soul um, immediately after baptism so uh, and we think you know and we think, well, how, how could that be? Right. I I mean, that, at least that was my first kind of reaction, you know, how is that possible? You know? Um,
2: If it can happen (laughs) once, it it can happen again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was, was, uh, you know, so you think about even, because, you know, um, for example, the church offers us ways to um, uh, obtain indulgences, uh, which, which, uh, remove the temporal punishment due to sin, you know, which in and of itself is a pretty amazing thing. But I mean, this, at least the way I was reading it, it seems to go kind of one step further. And, um, you know, so, so that in a, in a sense, it, uh, you, you really are starting with, with like a clean slate. And so, yeah, I mean, like the whole thing of, you know easter celebration and um not fasting and all this kind of thing it's like it's it's like the the feeling of just kind of being overwhelmed by uh god's love and mercy on us you know and and it's like wow do i you know it kind of makes you think like do i really appreciate that you know do i or do i just kind of um see it as more of uh, you know, checking boxes, I guess. So anyway, for what it's worth, that's gonna be at the, the cathedral on Sunday, April 16th, starting at one thirty. for anybody who wants to, um, and Bishop Goka will be there uh, celebrating mass at three. So for anybody who wants to um, participate in that, that's still upcoming.
2: Now, Doug, I wanted to go back to, um, was there anything you wanted to say about your experience singing the Exalted this year?
1: Well, this was the first year that I braved uh, attempting it in Latin. So that was a challenge in and of itself. But, uh, you know, I I told my wife, I I think I probably got maybe 90% of the notes and 90% of the words right. So that's got to be like a, a solid B plus A minus, right? (laughs)
2: By <laughs> Catholic math, you either got a zero or 150. So,
1: <laughs> Well, our, our Latin teacher for the school there did tell me at the end that she thought I, I did a good job. So that was very, very kind. 100, more,
2: 150 it is.
1: <laughs> well, uh, more more importantly, the uh, a couple of the folks who were there for the being baptized with their families caught me Sunday morning after Mass and and just expressed how... Meaningful it was for them, and how special it made it. So that was that felt felt very blessed for that as well.
2: It's it's an amazing experience um, that we have as a family when we pray Latin together. Uh, there there is something more transcendent about Latin. It's easier to enter into the mystical uh, presence of of God in our lives. Um, And and there's a reason the church has it as its uh, official language.
0: Well, also, too, um, not so much um, in terms of Latin, but uh, at at our Easter Sunday Mass, the the gospel was sung. And Mm. so I I think just um, in terms of the Easter season, yeah, there's, there's more emphasis on having parts of the mass, um, sung in, in, instead of just spoken. And, um, I, I, and, you know, and it wasn't a short gospel reading either. So, um, the deacon at our church who, who, uh, you know, it, it, it was, a it was a solid effort to, um, to, to get through all that, but he did. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, It's, it's one, there's a lot of these elements that come together to give, I I don't, more of, a, a festive feeling and a feeling that this is not, you know, this is out of the ordinary, this, and, um, so it's, it seems, it seemed like people were, I felt, um, putting more effort into following along, um, whether it be in the missile or you know, in the cards in the pew, because they could see that the um, there was just that much more effort being put into um, the celebration of the mass. and it was it was, it was very nice.
2: Well, and the mass, we should remind ourselves and those listening, the mass isn't a service. It is heaven on earth revealed to us. It is Christ among us. uh, And it is transubstantiation turning the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Christ. There's no metaphorical or um, symbol there. It's the body and blood of Christ. And various Eucharistic miracles throughout history have been tested and revealed that to be true. Um, so in, in light of uh, you know, the um, the Eucharistic revival, re, um, revivify, um, bring us into the life of the Eucharist. Easter is a beautiful time to come to understand Christ is there and I need to shape my intellect and my soul to receive who Christ is revealing himself to be, uh, through the Eucharist, not the other way around. Um, and so if I have a barrier there, it's Easter is a fantastic time to go to confession (laughs) to, to your point, Veronica, we we always need to cleanse our souls because we always end up screwing up again. Um, and, uh, so divine mercy, uh, um, reset or, uh, going to confession, uh, definitely do that so we can be more open to coming to know who Christ actually is.
0: Well, and that, that brings to mind that beautiful gospel story of the road to Emmaus. You know where um, the the risen Christ um, comes and walks a lot walks alongside. You know, two of the disciples, and as you mentioned earlier, Deacon Patrick. Uh, all they had been, all they had thought about up until that point was kind of the um, the defeat. Of, of of seeing Christ crucified and then but then uh, when Christ you know breaks the bread with them and, and they say we're not our eyes opened, you know like they they should you would you would have thought they would have recognized Jesus just um, by his kind of physical appearance, but somehow it wasn't enough, you know and and so yeah, I mean, there's that um, to, to really see things kind of on that supernatural level, we do have to um you know as you mentioned kind of be in a state of grace and uh, want to want to conform ourselves to God's will, not kind of have him um, fit the mold of how we envision um he should he should be or act or what he should do that kind of thing and and so um well it we are just about of out of time for this episode of the podcast. But before we go, wanted to remind everybody that um, this episode and all past episodes of Catholic Halos can be found on um, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. So please check us out there and and subscribe. Uh, Before we leave. Uh, Deacon Patrick, would you lead us in a closing prayer?
2: In nomine Patris et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, sub benedictus fructus ventris tui Iesus.
0: Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostre. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this episode of the Catholic Halos Podcast.